Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We appreciate you tuning us in this morning. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer and Nick Bodie on the boards. Uh, we come to you live every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. And if you want to get, you know, involved in the show, you got any questions, comments, or make, you know, I don't know, maybe you got to brag about a big fish you caught like I have a, something on my email here. Uh, 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250. And uh, speaking of bragging, uh, our good friend Keith, the, the electrician, I, Nick, I don't know when you passed by the computer if you saw that picture up. Uh, what uh, we got? Yeah, Keith is holding a couple of Green Bay smallmouths that uh, one is 21 inches and wow. one is 23 inches. <laughs> uh, those are some dandies. And uh, so, so him and his, <clears throat> maybe his wife went with them. Maybe uh, Keith and Shar were up there at the Bay of Green Bay and uh, catching those big smallies. And yeah, folks, if you want to, man, I'll tell you what, if you want a mounting type size smallmouth, the Bay of Green Bay is the place to go. Now, granted, it's a big area. Uh, try to get a little guidance before you go. Know somebody who's been up there and that can point you in the right direction. Otherwise, I mean, it's a, yeah, you've been up there, Nick, right? You've seen it. it oh, yeah. That's a big body of water. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, those big smallies just aren't everywhere, you know. They're just not everywhere. So, uh, but they're in a lot of places, you know. They're in a lot of places. So, but boy, I'll tell you, those are some dandy fish. And uh, so, uh, Keith has uh, he's equaled my best size smallmouth with his twenty-three incher. So, anyway, but mine didn't come from the Bay of Green Bay. No. Mine, mine came from Oconomowoc Lake, a year, number of years back. I'm surprised it wasn't from a lake with no name. No, he yeah, oh that oh Bushy finally showed up. Hey Bushy. Uh that's Keith, our buddy the electrician. Dan Bush but, is currently staring at yeah, Keith's fish here uh, on the computer 20, screen. Twenty one inch and twenty three inch. Did he say uh Huh? Did he have any caption? Did he tell you what Oh no, was? his wife just said a couple of biggies from the bay, a twenty one and a twenty three. So so that was it. Yeah. Just a couple of nice nice dandy fish. Yeah. Spawned out. What'd you find out? No, I said spawned oh, out. Oh, spawn! Yeah, they were. You saw, see, you saw their bellies that were kind of sunken in. Yep. Yeah, they were spawned out. Yeah, but and nice. that's this time of year. 
Nice fish. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Fishing's actually been pretty slow up there, to be honest with you. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. fishing has not been that great. So I don't know yeah. where he is or who he's who he's with, but the reports have not been uh, all that good. Well, I was I was just saying. So I know guys up there yeah. now. Yeah, I was just telling Nick that you know it's such a big body of water that you just can't go anywhere and find big smallies. I mean. I recommend that people, when they go up there, get a little guidance. Have somebody who's been up there before, maybe a bait shop or whatever, and point you in a general direction because it is so big up there. You know, it's a lot, a lot of water. And uh, so, anyway, and some big musk. Well, some big muskies were caught up there. I saw some stuff on, uh, I think it was YouTube. You know, that there were some big ones caught. So when. I don't know. It must have been in the last couple weeks. Sure, because I haven't heard any sure. many reports on that going too good well, either. Well, you know, I think the thing is we don't. But we, somebody's we don't hear catching, every. We somebody's don't hear always everything. getting a big fish somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Like on Pewaukee Lake, we know there's nice muskies in there, but somebody catches a big fish out there. They don't tell everybody. You know, you hear it through word of mouth that somebody told somebody that told somebody. Because the person who caught it, he doesn't want everybody to know that he caught a big fish out there, you know. But you can go to YouTube and see big fish every day. Oh, and, yeah. And I they mean, don't exactly always pay, put, well, you know, as far as when it was caught. Right, that's true. I that's mean, true. you can go to YouTube, and if you want to go see fish after fish oh, after God, fish, yeah. you'll have yeah, tons of all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's some pretty funny stuff on there. Did, uh, oh, that's right. You said you didn't open it up where the old guy was leaning over his dock. And he had a minnow, about a th- two, about a three-inch minnow in his hands, and he was shaking it on top of the water. And he's leaning over the dock. You know, he's laying down flat belly on the dock, and he's shaking this minnow, shaking this minnow on the water. All of a sudden, this big bass comes up to take the minnow, and he grabs the fish <laughs> and brings it up. And it was like about a six, seven, eight-pounder, you know. So, I mean, it was a big bass, you know. <laughs> he caught it by hand. What do you got on the line there, Nick? Well, Tom, it's 6.07 a.m. on a Saturday. Who do you think we got on the line? Well, I know who it is. Do you know who it is, Danny? It's Kevin. Of course it is. Maple Ridge. Hey, good morning, Kevin. Good morning. How's everything over there by you? Oh, very good. That's good. You survived the storms the other day? Yeah, I did. uh, Yeah, that's good. By the way, uh, thanks for the cupcakes. Oh, no problem, Kevin. Be, I'm sorry it was a belated birthday, but well, that's uh, all right. got it there that's nonetheless. Right. Uh, did so. you did you see anybody here uh, when you brought them? Um, well, I saw some people at the desk when I walked in. Uh, yeah, I didn't really talk. To, I didn't really talk to anybody much. Oh, you didn't. No, I kind of knew where where to go. I know where that oh. cafeteria is. So I came oh. in the door, I hung a left, went down the hall, hung a right, and down to the cafeteria. So, yeah, and I was... Uh, you were enjoying your breakfast sandwich there. Yeah, it was. It was good. Well, it looks like they feed you guys pretty good there. Looks yeah, like, they do. Looks like the food's pretty good. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah, probably eating better than I am these days. So. <laughs> uh, as I was saying... Uh, How's the fishing at Bass's Bay, guys? Well, Tom, Bass's Bay. It's fine. It's good. It's fine. It's good. That yeah. means Tom doesn't know. He's just no, making it, it over here. here so I'll tell you what. Guys are wide I'll, going, I'll uh, tell you what. Uh, it's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll sure. Tell you what. That's good. That's like your wife asking you, are you fat? No, <laughs> no. you're not fat, honey. Um, uh, it's always good on Bass's Bay. You can always catch fish on Bass's Bay. Always? Oh, really? Always. 
Come on, Tom. Well, okay, I take that back. Listen, when a kid I takes cannot, a true I, or false ACT test, if okay. it says always, okay. it's not correct. I'll tell if you it what. says never, I'll tell you what. it's not correct. There's. Let me amend it. Please repeat that for all the college students out there. Ask yeah. their college yeah. boy. There we you go. Tell them. No, that's wisdom yeah. 101. Yeah. You faked it through You faked it through four years of four college and, and an ACT test yeah. the year before. Four and a half years. Faked it the whole way. Let me, I, let me <laughs> amend. Usually. Let me amend my Let's answer. Let's give it your usual. I will always catch fish on, on Bass's Bay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, listen Without to him, doubt. Kevin. Guaranteed. Without a doubt. Well, bet the we, farm on it. We used to, um, <laughs> my late dad and I, we used to fish out there. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, it's we, like kind of like a big hole out there, isn't it? Yeah. Like a deep hole. Yeah. It's on Mosquito, that, right? That yeah, on Big, on Big Mosquito. Yeah. And there can be pike and bass in there and bluegills and crappies, and there are some walleye. And a lot that of northern our, pike. Yeah, a lot of lot of lot pike. of pike. Lots of pike. That was our cottage, Tom. Is that right? Mm-hmm. You had a cottage out there? Oh, that's yeah. nice. Boy. What'd uh, your we, dad ever do with the land in the cottage? Did he sell it? Yeah, he sold it. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't Keith yeah. the electrician live out there on Big Muskego? No, no. He lives out in that area. But he does go to Big Muskego on Bass's Bay a lot, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, he does fish out there. Except mm-hmm. now he's in Green Bay catching big smallmouths, evidently, yep. mm-hmm. by the photograph. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Well, what'd you catch in Bass's Bay with your dad years ago, Kevin? Did you catch a bass? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I guess that's why they call it Bass's Bay primarily, because probably mostly bass, Tom. Like, if it was more northern pike, they'd call it Pike Bay. Or yeah, more, right. or more crappie would be, crappie bay or crappy bay. Crappy bay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like that better. I found a few crappy bays in yeah. my life. <laughs> Sometime I'll yeah. tell you. That reminds me, I got to tell you a crappy bay story. So, yep. Anyway, well, Kevin, thanks for calling. Thanks for calling, buddy. Okay. Glad you we'll like talk the to you again. All right, See you, buddy. All right. Bye yeah. now. Okay. Bye. So. Did, so, you, did you take enough cupcakes for him to share? Stories. <laughs> With the nurses? Well, <laughs> sure, because you can't just buy one cupcake no, at the store, Tom. No. Unless you ever gone one... to the store and gone, I would like one cupcake, please? Do you ever see them in a package of one? No. Yes. No, you don't. You see cinnamon rolls no, well, in a package of one at Pick at, and Save. At specialized, I mean, at uh, Quick Trip. No, at specialized cupcake stores. They'll, they'll sell you one at a Do time. I look like the type of guy that's <laughs> going to specialized cupcake stores? Well, you asked. I, oh, yeah, sure. They asked, put me I in charge you. ordering wedding cakes and everything. I know all the specialized stores to go to and just order special. I like wedding cakes. That was my first job. I was a delivery driver for a cupcake place. Is that right? Yeah, they used to let me loose with like $700 worth of these gourmet cupcakes. It was like It's an insane amount of money. I mean, it's a nice little cottage industry, but... I have never seen them individually sold, but I also can't picture Bushy buying anything with like bright pink frosting on it ever. So I'm kind of at a loss here. Were were they good? I didn't eat any. I gave them all to Kevin. And uh, is there anything? There's another. That sounds like a Tom question. Is there any such thing as a bad cupcake? (laughs) Have you ever been into a cupcake and go, oh, this cupcake really sucks? Eh, This is really no good. Yes. No, you haven't. Yeah. When they were. Frosting's on it. It's no. good. They're all good. No, when they're old and dry, when they're like outdated and dry, yeah. Then well, they're, they're no, th- that's, then they're no good. 
Believe, not no good, Tom. I believe the point. Not as good. Would, not nearly <laughs> as good. Okay, there's no such thing as no good. Would it be fair to say, Danny, that cupcakes are like pizza or sex, kids... or even when it's bad, it's still pretty good? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's like cold pizza. Okay. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, and All right. Sure. Now that we're done with the cupcake segment of the show. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got for us there, oh, cupcake? Oh, uh, we, we got a break for you. But when we come back, folks, we will talk some fishing, some hunting, all kinds of good stuff, I How promise. How about names to call people, like cupcake, pencil neck? What are some other... Uh, what are some other good let's, insults? Let's not, te- let's not let's, test the dump button. This yeah, morning. yeah. Let's not. Uh, let's not. Uh, Chrome dome. We don't want to. We don't want to insult anybody. No, we don't. We don't want to call anybody metrosexual and have them hit us with a uh, forearm. <laughs> Chubby. Yeah, we don't need any of that. All right, folks. We're going to be right back. We we I promise it'll be more interesting. Twinkie here on the cutting edge outdoors. You ding dong. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. Give us a call with your hunting or fishing report or whatever you want to talk Well, most everything you want to talk about. Uh, we've already got our first report. We've got Keith on the line. Yeah. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, guys. So you did pretty good up there in Stur- uh, uh, the Bay of Green Bay, huh? Yeah, we were uh, on vacation. We got a cottage up uh, west of Ocano, and uh, we fish on a flowage over there. And a little story here... Uh, you ever fished in a boat with two kids, your wife and a dog, and yourself in 20-mile-an-hour wind? <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we managed that on the floage. And after a couple of days of that, I my granddaughter's really a, a good fisher person. She pops out of bed at 4 o'clock in the morning. I said, let's, yeah. let's go hit the bay. So I can't uh, tell you where it was because I'd have to kill you, you know. How old, right. is, how old is your granddaughter? Uh, 16. Oh, Okay. So anyway, we decided to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, uh, from Ocano, there's three places you can go. You go to Marinette, you can go to Peshtigo, and you go to Ocano. But right. Anyway, we decided to go drift the, the river mouths there. And immediately we started nailing these giant sheep's head. I mean, they were 12, 10, 12 pounds. Wow. Right? Huge, you know. Wow. And she got a kick out of that. She learned how to handle a big fish. And then we got into the smallies. So, so what uh, were you live bait fishing? No, we were uh, chicken those. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of them. They're, I think uh, I don't even know the pronounce. They're called catches, catch, minnows. It's a jointed uh, minnow bait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it's a you rubber mean. bait with a paddle tail. Yeah, know? yeah. Rubber bait, and you just jig it vertically, jig it. Uh, yeah, cast out and bring or, it in and, and jig it. Catch it. Sw- swimming. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a paddle tail. Uh, looks like a minnow imitator with a paddle tail. Yeah, swim bait. There's yeah, or swim swim bait. There, you, know. you know. Gotcha. Uh, but, a uh, twister tail I without. To be honest, the, the twenty three is hers. Oh, geez. oh yeah. The twenty one is mine, but I did match her with a twenty three later. I've got another picture holding that one. But these were they were so fat when I held them by the belly to release them. And yeah. You know, you hold them by the belly and then try to go over the top, and my fingers wouldn't touch. Oh, oh yeah. no. Those yeah, are, they're, those they're, are nice fish. Those are big fish. Thick, so. it, uh, I had to explain to her how this doesn't happen all the time. You no, know, got, you hit it. Bad. You had the timing just right, because overall yeah. in the bay, the reports on the other end haven't been super great. Yeah. A lot of... the, the sad part is there was nobody there 
for a couple hours, and we should have got there earlier, actually, because once that sun came up and the wind shifted back out of the east, you know how the bay is, it just they just turned off pretty much. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we'll all the time we're fishing there, the same drift, the same drift, and a gentleman and his son come out. We, we pull up for another drift, and right behind us, they plop in, dropped their anchor right in our drift. <laughs> Can you believe that? Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody else there, nobody, and they just, so I just drifted by them and, Said good morning. <laughs> we got just past them and caught two more smallmouth. You yeah. know, my daughter says, or my granddaughter says, that'll fix them, Grandpa. <laughs> you know, yeah. But, uh, well, good job. Nice fish, yeah, man. Yeah, those were nice, you, yeah. You, you hit it right, man. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I couldn't believe the size of this, those sheep said. They were just gigantic. Well, They're yeah, you hook one of those, you think you got a world record smallmouth yeah. or walleye or something on the difference is when you knew you had the, the sheep said they stayed down. The smallmouth came out of the water like a torpedo, you know, right. they jump right away. Yeah, yeah. So right. They're up there, uh, like they say, the fishing slow. I was really surprised that the water was that warm up there. The water mm-hmm. was 71 degrees. Oh, wow. Which wow. is, for this time of year. Yeah, that's pretty warm. Bay, that's amazing. Yeah. So. Well, thanks, Keith, for that report. Those are awesome. That's Good job, awesome. buddy. All right. You got to look. You got to search. Yeah, all right. Thanks, <laughs> okay. Keith. Have a good okay, one. Okay, bye now. You know, uh, I got a question for the audience. Has anybody in the audience ever uh, cooked up and ate a sheephead or smoked sheephead? I would just like to know. I mean, every uh, people tell me that, well, a lot of people say that they're not any good. And then other people say that smoked, they're just fine. But if you fillet them to fry them up, you got it. There's a brown line in them, like you see with the salmon and right, trout net, right. that you got to take that out uh but they say uh, you know some people say they're just fine you know so uh, but i'd like to know if anybody in our audience has tried them either way because i'd like to like go to winnebago get some sheephead and throw them on a smoker i mean i i've heard there's great smoke because they're like an oily fish so i'd like to try it you know how about suckers didn't we talk about that? Yeah, we did talk about if you that. Wanna, if all of a sudden you're Mr. Smoker over well, there, I, why don't you, know, you smoke some suckers along with the sheep's head? I, I could do that, too. Go grab a few from Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, you know, because they always have some dead ones. Yeah. 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 Freshly dead. They got to be. Right. Yeah, freshly dead like, because they bought them freshly live from yeah, cause, well, Golan, Golan Bait cause, well, cause once they, Company. Once they die, they start decomposing. And well, that's what well, things do when they die, Tom. Yeah, I know. They I learned that in biology class. Did, what did our caller say? Uh, well, gentlemen, we got a caller, and I must ask you as a layperson. I'm from the Milwaukee area, but yeah. where I grew up, Sheep's Head is a card game, not a fish. The guy on the oh, line, he said uh, sheep our head. buddy Rick, just said, yeah, last time I got a Sheep's Head, I was playing card. So what it, What like family it, it, it is, is fish? They're bottom it, feeders. They have teeth. Right? It's a freshwater drum. Okay, is what it is. No, last gotta... last Nick was in college. Tom drum was something the guy played in the marching band during the right. during the game. So you didn't help him out much with that between well, sheep's head yeah. and drum. But right. that's what like, it is. Like yeah. he knows what a drum yeah. is. Yeah, you got your ocean drum. Your hey, my hippie friend drum. had a whole drum circle. Danny, how dare yeah. you? A drum circle. Whole darn drum circle. What's a drum circle? It's what hippies like, Tom. <laughs> A drum circle. You never a, heard of that? What's a drum circle? Tom was a musician. Sit around in the corner and play the drums. Oh, you mean bongos? Yeah, sure. Oh, that see, that's different. Bongos and drums are different. <laughs> Is there a fish named Bongo? <laughs> I think wasn't there a monkey named one? I don't know. There's no monkey named Bongo. <laughs> I don't. Bonzo. Oh, Bonzo. That's Bonzo. Ron Bonzo. Reagan's buddy. Yeah, bedtime for Bonzo. Bonzo. I was yeah. gonna say, wasn't there a Bonzo the elephant? Like Tim Conway. We got to Google it later. 
Tim Conway telling elephant stories after he died. I kept hearing about this, you know, his outtakes from the Carol Burnett show. He's got some yeah. hilarious ones involving a monkey and elephants. I heard one about an elephant the other day. There's a couple. Why, uh, why can't you find elephant hi- elephants hiding in trees? Why can't you find elephants hiding in trees? Uh, because they can't hide. You can see them. No, it's because they're really, really good at it. Okay. I mean, that is so All right. bad. What the, it was from a kid. What, okay, dumb joke, man. Now, here he's laughing. It was from a kid. Hor, hor, it hor. was from a kid. Okay. I wasn't laughing at the joke. joke. What did Tarzan say when he saw the elephants come over the hill? What? Here come the elephants over the hill. What did Tarzan <laughs> say when he saw the elephants come over the hill wearing sunglasses? What? I think I know what he's going to say. Nothing. He didn't recognize him. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Clean. Okay, we got a call or something to get us off. <laughs> uh, Bushy, I do have something special for you guys later for coming okay. up. I think because six thirty is the that's the gut report right. break. Right. To make that. a special cupcake. after the gut report in, in the seven o'clock hour. Oh, in the seven o'clock hour. I'm going to tease hour. this now at seven twenty approximately. Coming out of that first break, we're going to have a very special recap of last week's cutting edge. Oh, oh, oh I know what he's doing. Oh, a tantalizing teaser here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Nick. I'm glad you know. Yeah. All right. Really carrying your weight around here, doing a great job with this stuff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, doing a good job. Well, you know, I was uh, I was watching this thing about how they. It was an older piece about how they make fishing rods. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, you know, when I was watching this piece, it was on modern marvels or how they how they make that. You know, how the a factory made how how they make different mm-hmm. things, and. You know, they didn't mention one thing about graphite. They were talking about carbon fibers, you know, and wrapping them around the dowels and heating them and doing all this. They never mentioned graphite. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, Danny, are confused sometimes, you know, when, they, when they're when they looking at different rods. They know there were fiberglass rods and then there's graphite rods, but then they got to blend fiberglass and graphite blends. And then you got your... G6, G7, is it? G8 graphite or whatever, you know, different grades of graphite. You know, this is like confusing to a lot of anglers. There's E glass. Yeah, there's, there's S glass. Yeah. yeah. I've got some special there's, catfish. There's a lot of which different... are near unbreakable. Yeah. They're like a fiberglass type. Well, that ugly, st- the ugly stick made by Shakespeare. Now, that thing has no sensitivity. It whips like a buggy whip, you know. I mean, it's solid fiberglass. But you know what? And it's heavy, but you'll never break that rod. <laughs> Remember the old commercial with yeah. Hulk Hogan holding it at tip to end? You know, Hulk Hogan bending it all the way over? Uh, yeah, you'll never break that rod, but it's not the greatest rod in the world to fish with. If you just want a rod that you're never going to break, uh, fine. You know what, though? They make some mighty fine trolling rods. Oh, yeah, trolling rods because be like different. Because, like, trolling, you don't you want to have a stiff graphite. Right, you don't want so, that. And right. they make all kinds. If you ever gone to... See, like here in Mom Pa Bait Shop, all you see is a few ugly sticks. You go online and check what oh. they have. They've got a vast variety of yeah. ugly sticks available. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, unbelievable. 10, 12-footers. They oh, got yeah. ocean fishing. They got sure. fly fish. They got... I think they got a little bit of everything. So the old ugly stick, uh, don't discount it. I got my biggest walleye ever on an ugly stick. Yeah. No. Well, I, no. I'm not saying I discount it. You know, I, it's just that there are so many different 
rods out there, and it's like I think a lot of anglers get confused. But I'll tell you one thing: Joe Schmo goes in, he goes, "There's fishing rods." They have no idea that right. there's different components. Right, exactly. Guy comes in to buy a rod for him and his kid. But generally, he doesn't want to hear yeah. graphite. Well, generally speaking, if they're more bucks. expensive, that means there's probably more of the expensive materials in them. You know, doesn't mean does a fish really care? If that's a $400 rod you're using or a $50 rod or a $20 rod. No, the fish don't care. You know, they don't well, care. you know, a guy buying a fishing rod, Tom, would be like me going and buying golf clubs. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I'd say buy this golf club. Well, this here's the club. Looks like this. Yeah, you hit the ball with it. Yeah. But the more expensive club, somebody would say, well, why is it more expensive? Well, and there's reasons, the, and there's, and there's reasons, reasons why. for it. There's reasons why. Yeah. Do I care? No, I'm going to buy the cheaper one because <laughs> I'm just starting to go golfing. Right. And most people who want to go fishing just want to get a basic fishing yeah. rod. And I run into a lot of guys like that over at Sherpers. You know, they they come in, they say, you know, they're looking for a fishing rod, and then you got to ask them, well, do you want the push button spin cast, the spinning, or the level wind bait casting? They generally don't want that one because they'll no. work up to that. No. So it's either the push button or the spinning, you know, and and then, you know, what are you fishing for, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, you can you can buy a you know rod and reel, let's say a combo set up for twenty dollars, right, or you can buy it for a hundred dollars. Which one do you you know which one do you want? And you're right, most people, beginning fishermen, they're gonna take the lower end right away, you know, they usually do, and then but as as they it seems like as they get more experienced, they, they tend to upgrade, you know, a little bit nicer rods, a little bit lighter, more guides on them, you know, nicer handle, uh, maybe a little stiffer. And then because maybe make the graduation from <clears throat> spin cast, your basic Zebco 33 yeah. or Johnson. Um, up to a spinning. Up to a spinning because you realize that you really, I mean, you, they seem more complicated. You get more line on there and it just seems to be a better overall right fishing machine there um and then maybe if they start getting fancy then they go to a bait cast right right yeah <laughs> then they got to have somebody show them how to do the bait well, that's why, that, you know, which is fine you know that's why if uh you know if you go to a, a, a big box store the problem is is the odds are you may not have someone who's really knowledgeable as right. opposed to going to a small bait and tackle shop or, uh, you know, or even a big, like a Midwestern shooter supply where it's all hunters and fishermen working there. So somebody can explain to you, you know, once you tell them what you're looking for, help point you in the right direction. Right, exactly. And that, and that's important. Somebody pointing you in the right direction. Listen, folks, we got to go to a break. Uh, coming up next is the gut report. Then don't forget, after the 645 break, we will be playing the Hornschwaggle where you can win some really great prizes and the prizes uh, that we give away here on the Cutting Edge Outdoors are the sole responsibility of the Cutting Edge Outdoors radio show and its sponsors. Any questions or comments should be directed to the CEO guys at yahoo.com. And that's right. You can either call us here at 414-799-1250 or email us live at CEO guys at yahoo.com. We'll be right back with the gut report and more. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, I have a piece of advice for you today on the Gut Report. Always, if, if you're married oh boy. and your wife tells you what to do with the turkey, 
listen to her. I was getting a little lazy making turkeys. And every every Thanksgiving, we always buy two or three when they're at a lower price. And we stick an extra one or two in the freezer, and then we have them during the year. Well, last week I made one of those turkeys, okay? And my wife was on me about making sure that I put the softened butter under the skin and baste it while it's cooking at least three times. Well, like I said, I was getting kind of lazy over the years, and I wasn't putting the butter under the skin. I wasn't basting it, you know. And she said, no, you got to do it. She was really on me. So I listened to her, and I did. I went through the, I went the extra mile, right? And you know what? That Normally, white meat on a turkey is kind of dry. This was moist. It was tender. You didn't need a knife. You could cut it with a fork. It was wonderful. So my advice to you is, if your wife recommends to do something, don't take the shortcut. Listen to her. Do it the way she thinks. And now, of course, I'll never hear the end of it. The Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price selection and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. So, Tom, what was the the tip then was to listen to your wife? <laughs> was that it? The, yes, yes. I mean, My if, buddy Jeff is going to hate that one, Tom. He's listening right now going, that's a lame gut report. Well, no, actually. He's cooking elk. He's home doing okay. this and that, and he's going to hear, listen to your wife. No, the, the, what the, if you're single? Who well, do you listen to? The tip. The tip was your putting little, the your imaginary the, little friend. Yeah. The you're tip sit, was you're sitting here with two bachelors. Yeah, putting the melt, putting the softened butter under the skin and basting. That okay. that was the real thing. That really, really does help. It okay. really, well, really good. does. But you know, you you bring up an oh. important point, Nick. That the single bachelor guys get screwed all the time. We are discriminated against because <laughs> we're a minority. <laughs> like if you're ever sitting, like I've been to a sports bar and I sit at the perfect spot so I can watch the screen, right? Then you get a group of couples come in and right away, you got to move down, right? Just so they can all sit next to each other, all eight of them. And you're stuck in the corner where you can't even see the screen. Yeah, the single guy. Why now, if do you, you move? Sit, now, if you were sitting there with a woman, nobody would ask you to move. But if you're the single guy, you get pushed right off the, you, they just push you right off, off the cliff. Oh no, it's it's true. I wouldn't know. It's about true, that. right? I wouldn't yeah. know about that. Dan- Danny, do you have a turkey story? Because I I do have one good story for okay. you about the time a turkey argument almost ended my parents' marriage. Really? Uh, not not legitimately, <laughs> but this was this was told to me many years ago. So we we've been hosting Thanksgiving uh, since before I was born, and my dad would smoke our turkey. So okay. he, he would get up at like five a.m. I love smoking turkey. Start the turkey, yeah. get it, and. I pork chop story i can tell there we go to lead into your turkey story so buddy of mine in college he went to uh uh russ what was his last name prickett went to ted sullivan's house for christmas in iowa and he's big invited to the house right so while he's at the house you know when you're in someone else's house sometimes it's always kind of awkward and stuff you know you're just kind of the guest there but apparently uh the mother said to the father, go to the store, and I want you to pick up a pork chop along with some other food. And I think it was Thanksgiving they were making turkey, but then he or she wanted a pork chop, and the guy went to the store and didn't get the pork chop. And then the mother's muttering, going, I'm not going to say anything about it. No sense starting a fight. And then they all sit down to dinner, and 
right in the middle of the dinner, she goes, where the hell's my pork chop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what happened with your parents and the turkey? So they had, uh, one, the way my mom describes it is usually at five or six in the morning, she'd wake oh, up yeah. and she could smell, tur- she would follow my dad around like a lost puppy that whole day because he just smelled like smoked turkey. It smelled really good. Uh, and the way she describes it is she woke up at 6 a.m., she could sense my dad standing over the bed but he didn't know what to tell her and she's like honest to god the look on his face i thought one of you kids was killed or something like it was horrifying (laughs) and he goes i started the turkey i don't know what happened it didn't start the turkey's uncooked and it wasn't six it was probably closer to like eight or nine o'clock by this point because my mom goes well we have guests coming in three hours so you need to get to the store find the biggest freaking piece of meat you can because we're feeding 20 people in three hours. I don't know how we're doing that somehow. So it almost turned into a pork chop store. He bought like a beef tenderloin, the biggest thing he could find, and he brings it and he serves it to my horrified family who are all expecting turkey. Turkey, yeah. And my cousin Bridget, who was like four or five at the time, was so scarred that every year since she always calls us and goes, are you guys going to have turkey this year? (laughs) Well, Well, how long does it take to cook a turkey, guys? It it depends if it, if it's uh, if it's a twenty pounder about three and a half hours believe it or not uh, no more than four hours. Yeah. Well, didn't you have enough time? Pounder. I mean, what time are you guys eating? I I don't I don't know the exact. I was not alive. Just have the, the just have the Bodie no. family sit down, relax, and watch a few floats and parades. Well, and it's Thanksgiving, right? You hey, can watch some football games and eat at one two o'clock. That's true. Hey, speaking of, uh, tell the four year old kid put her to work yeah. doing something. <laughs> and if she's gonna grumble so much, <laughs> why we like to be married to her. Speaking of uh, raw oh. turkeys, it's not my... good enough for her. Hey, and do you hear that and the pork chop story? Common theme: women don't forget. No, they. That's what I said. Ever. Yeah, they don't forget. Never, ever, ever. Well, that's why guys got to forget their mistakes because there's no sense two people in the house remembering the same thing. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. Speaking of uh, raw turkey, my good friend Sal, a uh, number of years ago, he decided uh, to buy this farm fresh turkey, which turned out to be a. Are they like organically raised? Uh, I, don't know. I have no idea, but it comes from the farm. comes from the farm. It's got to be clean and good yeah, for you. And uh, it was 30 or... pounds. 30 pound turkey. Dressed? Yeah, all done. Yeah. I mean, ready to because go in the oven. Because when you think about it, guys who shoot no. wild turkeys, if no. you get a 25 pounder, you got a monster, and that's dressed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pre dressed. That's pre dressed. Right. So you think about it 30 pounds of meat. This was a huge that's turkey. That's a big, fat turkey. So he gets this, and he wanted, and he'd been reading about cooking stuff low and slow. Okay. Well, <laughs> he put that turkey in the oven. I forget if it was, uh, it was in the morning. And uh, I guess they were going to eat around 6 o'clock. And he put it in at either 175 degrees or 200 degrees. I think it was 200. Well, come around 6 o'clock, that thing ain't done. Ain't no way that's done. Uh, they didn't eat until, I forget. I, th- I, think the, I think he said to Turkey, well, he finally turned out. He called me and I said, what's the problem? And I said, turn up the heat, buddy. And I think well, they, they ate around 10 o'clock at night. Wait a second. <laughs> Sal's the owner of a multinational huge empire corporation, and he has to call you to realize, turn the heat up if it's not cooking fast enough. Yeah. Wouldn't he figure that out on his own? He might have. I don't know. I mean, think about it. He calls me for a number of things. You turn the heat up. Like, he'll call me. If it's 
going what, too slow. You'll call me and say, okay, what's that rub I got to put on the pork? Well, that or, I can understand. Or what, or what temperature should I take this out at? You know, if I, or what, how should I cook this rib roast or whatever? No, he'll call me, you know, and ask me different things. Aren't but you yeah. supposed to stick a big thermometer in the thing so you can tell too? Well, yeah, you got your instant read thermometer, but like with, with certain, with actually with all meats, uh, what I always do is I always take it out before it reaches the, the temperature that I want it at because you have the residual cooking time when you take it out, set it on the counter, put the aluminum tent foil on it, it will continue to cook. So I always take it out ahead of time. I have heard that. Yeah. That, that even like if I've like turned the oven off and just leave it for a little bit or yeah. whatever – that it's still it's still gonna cook. internally. I'll tell you what, cooking. Danny, I'm, you've probably never made a turkey, right, Danny? No, I've. But I'll tell you what, never made out with it. Now turkey. you probably have you ever uh, uh, cut open a turkey, Nick? You know, uh, like no, cut no, a breast. Well, people who have done it know that when let's say if you want to cut one half of the breast off, okay, and then slice you it. You gotta follow the knife around. Well, the... when you want to cut that half of the breast off and then and then slice it. That is so hot in there, you'll burn your hand. Yeah. It is so hot. That's why it, it keeps cooking, man, I'm telling you. Residual, so, residual well, I heat. I thought you were talking yeah. about cutting the breast off the turkey once you shoot it. Oh, no, 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 no. After it's cooked. Now. After it's cooked, it's super hot. And yeah. and I'll tell you what, you will burn. Look, we're behind time. Okay, we got People gotta, want to pay, play the horn Who cares about swaggle. turkeys anyway? The horn what, who, Tom, why'd you get us on this? I don't know. Topic. I don't know. Blame me. Turkey no, wait here. a second. Blame it me. It was you. Blame it me. was you back there, Nick. Oh, yeah. You were the one who told us a turkey yeah. story. Okay. We we're perfectly the, fine talking pork chops till right away. Yeah. The Hornschwaggle is brought to you by Carl's Country Market, known for its award-winning sausages and everything meat and more at Pilgrim Road and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls. Also by uh, Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. Call 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. To win a, some wonderful prizes. If you've won within the last, you know, four to six weeks, try and give somebody else. You're trying to let spread the wealth. Yeah. Here. But give a call. I'll, You're going to yeah. love today's questions. All right. You're going to love them. All right. We'll be right back, folks. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. He's Nick Bodie. We are the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. <laughs> Welcome back, Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. If you have a uh, fishing or hunting report or, you know, problems with your turkey or anything you got there. But right now we got our horn swoggle segment. We've got uh, Rob Sloan on the line. You've played in the past. I know, Rob, so you know how this works. So here we go. <clears throat> good morning, so, gentlemen. How hey, are you? Yeah, good Doing morning, good. Rob. So I'm kind of on the... Uh, I'm kind of on the old uh, gopher, chipmunk, uh, ground squirrel uh, kick now. So here we go. Okay. The gopher on Caddyshack was actually (laughs) modeled after the sub-Saharan giant desert gopher. That's a hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. (laughs) Okay. Hey. (laughs) 
Now, the 13-line ground squirrel, which everybody would call a gopher, 13-line ground squirrel and a chipmunk are basically the same size, but you can actually tell the difference in the way that they run. A chipmunk tends to hop more like a squirrel with its tail raised. A 13-line ground squirrel is belly flat and tail straight out. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Good. Very good. Did you know that, Tom? Oh, yeah. No, you didn't. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that either? See? <laughs> I didn't know that. Here's the, here's the deal is uh, you got to be a trained observer like I am, right? I should have been a cop. So when I'm on the bike trail, you can always tell when the 13-line ground squirrel goes running across because they're kind of like they go flat out, tail kind of flat down, and they go straight. Whereas the chipmunk hops, yeah, hops. with its tail up. Yeah. I, and know also, they, I know they hop. And yeah. also, which one stands on their hind legs and kind of peers at you like a little prairie dog? The the first one you mentioned, the well, flat one. You don't one. even know the name of it. The flat the one. 13 the 13-line Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah. yeah. And they have a little chortle when they're yeah. when they're alarmed. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's all. <laughs> everything you wanted to know about 13-line ground squirrels, but were afraid to ask. I was afraid to ask. There was a book about that, you know. So here we go. You got one out of two. Which ain't bad. So let's go two to the next. Two. Okay. The uh, Yeah, two out of two. Oh, wait. Okay. Well, He's oh, a winner. <laughs> oh, so Tom's got his abacus over there. That's the only way he could count to two. I'm going to give you the third one, and we'll see if you're three for three so you can right. really feel good. You know, feel. Okay. The, av- <laughs> the average gopher can feed a family of five for a week. I believe that's a orange closet. Okay, good. You're three for three. Oh, goodness. All right. So, um, congrats, Rob. So, Rob, thank you very much. I got the list of, uh, now if you want to get that, uh, you know, little tiny little um, uh, first aid kit, you can. Otherwise, you can get a combination of both a uh, Coleman insect repellent, repellent and a bait mate fish attractant. And they actually have stuff. I've got the list. Bass, they got the crappie slash panfish, they got catfish, walleye, they got one new one called ultra crawfish. Uh, they've also got a bite stick, which is like a little thing of chapstick, and you just kind of put it on like a paste onto your crankbait. So, um, yeah, and then they've got the Coleman. So, what do you think? I think I'll take the uh, first aid kit in case I get bit by a gopher. Okay, well, you know what? Uh, they are highly venomous. <laughs> Nothing worse than a Wisconsin venomous 13-line ground squirrel. So we'll get you that first aid kit. Um, the good folks are uh, good folks at Baitmate, uh, Coleman Insect Repellents. Should get that out to you. I will email them that information. And uh, so that'll probably take a little longer. But I will mail your certificate to Carl's Country Meats immediately. Good. Excellent. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy the show. All Thank right. you. Thanks, Rob. Have a great Bye weekend. now, Rob. Take care, man. Yeah, just uh, since you mentioned Carl's Country Meat, since you're the sponsor, Carl's Country Market, uh, just to let people know that they, uh, Carl's Country Market out there in Menominee Falls has live bait, not minnows, but all the different worms. He's got live bait, and he's got a, a small selection of uh, fishing supplies, rods, reels, lines, sinkers, hooks, bobbers, things like that. And, of course, Sherpers in Hales Corners has uh, live bait as well, so... Uh, like I said, no minnows, just the, the worm stuff. So, anyway, just to remind people of that. Just to remind um, There was something I was going to ask you uh, when you were when you were doing your orange So, you got any more questions about the old Wiley 13-line ground squirrel? No, no. When no. we were at Spencer Lake Bible Camp years ago up in Wapaka County, 
we used to, uh, is the DNR, I don't think they'll prosecute us for what 12-year-old kids did. Uh, we'd go out and find the holes for the gophers. And one guy would sit with like a little box at one hole. And you'd go to the other hole and you'd keep dumping buckets of water down the hole. Mm-hmm. And we'd eventually flood the little sucker out and catch it in a box as it comes out of the other hole. Mm-hmm. And then once we caught the gopher, we really didn't know much what to do with them. They really won't feed a family of five, won't really worth cleaning. Although uh, Brody, who's uh, Jake's son over at Carly's in Pewaukee, he once killed and ate a chipmunk, I believe. But you get not much meat on a chipmunk or a 13-line ground squirrel. We'd no. let them go in the cabin where, we, where mm-hmm. we were staying. You'd have a group of like 10 kids or a dozen living in the cabins. And we'd just let the gopher go in there. And for a week, we'd have that poor gopher running around chortling at our mm. feet. But they're not ferocious. No. Otherwise, they would, you know, get... None of them ever came out and it attacked us as they came out of the other... No. Speaking of chipmunks, I remember uh, John Lehman, our fearless leader. He always wanted he he wanted three chipmunks because he wanted to mount three chipmunks. Remember I that? I bet it's because of Elvin and the chipmunks. He wanted and he to would probably have, put glasses on one, and he'd, and he'd name them, you know. And he wanted them mounted. Yeah, that's what he wanted to do. <laughs> I'm kind of kind of glad he never did do that, you know. So anyway, he probably would have eaten them too. Knowing John, he, he might have you know, tried. They probably do taste just like um, like a gopher? chicken. <laughs> like, a uh, chicken. No, no, chicken. <laughs> not, like a squirrel, just not as much. But Brody, very little. Jake's son actually caught, shot one, and and, sk- and they and he roasted it over a fire. Really? Oh. And he gnawed on this chipmunk. Oh, jeez. There's, there's not this... much there to gnaw on. No, yeah. that'd be like gnawing on. That's almost as bad as that jerky you brought in here one time. Oh, that, 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 oh, I, yeah, I broke that my molar on it, yeah. Thank God I didn't make that. His salsa's great. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, we got to go to a break, folks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.